You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure you check out the Glebe Central Pub right in the heart of the Glebe. Great food, awesome drinks, the atmosphere to match. And oh, is it always a good time when the Send Shuttle is rolling to and from the CTC. They will be having their bus on Thursday when the Senators look to make it five wins in a row against the Anaheim Ducks. Five? I thought it was three until tonight. Senders got a 6-3 win over the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets. They get power play goals. They get shorthanded goals. One counted, one didn't. And Anton Forsberg gets his first win since New Year's Eve. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller and Pillsy. The empty net goal won't be as discussed as it was on Saturday, but all in all, a solid 60-minute effort for the Sens. Yep, uh, it's too bad that Ridley Gregg didn't get a piece of that uh, Branny clear so that he would have got credit for the goal. Morgan Riley would have lost his mind not being able to cross-check him in the face after that. But there's so many storylines to this game. You mentioned a bunch of them, but Ross, you left out. Brady Kachuk, the captain, with the hat trick. You'll love to see that. And first four-game win streak of the season for the Ottawa Senators. Sure, it comes up against a down-and-out Columbus Blue Jackets team that, you know, they, they make it interesting near the end, but I, it really didn't seem like they had much of a chance in this, and the Ottawa Senators were just dominating for most of this game. The power play gets going again, which is great to see. Two for five. Claude Giroux has a nice game. We're vibing here in the post postcast as the Ottawa Senators double up on the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-3. to three. They certainly do. We'll get all to those super chats and everything. Everything. Always appreciate all the love in the postcast where we vent or vibe following every single Ottawa Senators game right here on your home for all things Ottawa Senators, the Locked On Senators podcast. It's a lot more fun doing these pills, I will say, when the wins come in. And I wanted to leave you a little meat on the bone there, getting Thanks. to Brady Kachuk. His first career hat trick where all three goals are on an actual goalie. He had one hat trick a few years ago, but the third and final goal was on an empty net. So this one had to feel good for Brady. Thought he was going to get a look at the empty netter, wanted the slap shot, but we'll have to settle for this one. Like the biggest storyline for me coming out of this one is they bounce back after allowing the first goal, an awful fluke goal where it just goes off of JBD's skate and in the back of the net. They overcome the adversity of having to play with five defensemen because of the cap situation, because Artem Zub couldn't play in tonight's game after a lower body injury suffered against Toronto on Saturday. All of these things added up to something where it's like, no, like you can't have an excuse game. We said it's a no excuses, must win game, business-like performance. And even though the shot clock, the five on five shot share, all that was tilted towards Columbus and give them credit. They battled hard, especially in that second period where they more than doubled Ottawa on the shot clock were, almost doubled out when the shot clock math guy 17 and nine uh, was it there, but man, they, they battle back that, uh, that performance, man, you get the special teams and everything's a little bit easier. Hey, when you get two power play goals and toss in a shorthanded goal should have been two shorthanded goals on the same penalty. Nonetheless, but I don't know. I, I, I think that could have gone either way there, but uh you give the pity call to the Columbus Blue Jackets there, especially because if if they don't get that, then they get a penalty on top of that. I think that's just the refs throwing them a bone maybe. But 
this was a good game all around for the Ottawa Senators. There's so many players that we can highlight, Ross. I have a feeling we're going to be snapping it back and forth for the Sen Central standouts moving on uh, later on in the show. But it feels good to be back in the postcast. I know I joined you guys briefly for the win up against the Leafs, but uh, I'm back home now and I get to join the postcast. We're vibing here in the postcast with over 300 people in the chat. Love you guys, missed you guys, and what better way to celebrate than the Sens victory? You're a little more coherent in this postcast than you were on yes. Saturday night. That's I will fair. say that. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> now, uh, a few things, and wow, what a guy. We got Mark Kastelik, uh, courtesy of Claire Hanna. Um, Mark Kastelik's out on the ice ripping shots, getting his extra reps in here. Well, I mean... It wasn't a lot of ice time for Casty. Uh, four minutes and 46 seconds, so maybe he's just trying to keep the legs going a little bit here. That's tough. But look, the Ottawa Senators have found a top nine that works. And thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. This top nine, any of them could be the number one unit. And frankly, wait, did they have multi-point efforts on every single line? Maybe not that third line. Um, Ridley Gregg didn't get to uh, touch right on that uh, on that empty net goal. Otherwise, they would have, right? Brady yep. has three goals on the top line. And then Claude Giroux has three points on the second line. And albeit, yes, I know that, that all of uh, Claude's points came at special teams. His goal, though, was an absolute rip. Did you see that reverse angle that sends oh, Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, that Claude Giroux just... Pick that corner, bar down, amazing. It really was. And and to me, like there's there's so many angles that we can approach this from. But let, let me throw you this one here. Hit me. What what do you do going forward on the back end with with the extend? Let's let's say the top pairs out again, because that's what it was tonight. Jake Sanderson and Artem Zub. It's not sustainable to have five defensemen. And it seems like they have to call up someone who's making less than nine hundred thousand dollars. So, like, are you just calling up a Max Gannett, playing them 11, 12 minutes, or are you looking at Tyler Clevin to come up, or are you looking at someone else? I don't know, Ross. Like, I, I just think, like, Jake Sanderson's got to be back soon. I don't think Zub's going to be out too long. So, I don't know if I'm bringing Tyler Clevin up yet. Uh, let him stay down in Belleville. Let him keep getting those reps. Maybe you bring Max Gannett back up just to get a righty in the mix, but I don't, I don't think it's a, a critical decision who you bring up. Well, let us know in the chat. I want to get the chat rolling on this one as well, because it is always curious to know who's been playing well in Belleville and all of that uh, on the back end. But back to the National Hockey League again, 6-3 win for the Ottawa Senators tonight. They double up the Columbus Blue Jackets and finally put a little breathing room in the standings. It was way too close and games in hand, I know. But now there's four points separating the Senators and last place in the National Hockey Huge. League's Eastern Conference. So now they're, they're four points up with three games in hand. Now, Montreal won tonight. Ten points up. Math guy. But what? Well, three wins in hand. Okay, yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, Buffalo wins tonight. Montreal wins tonight. So everybody kind of maintains pace there. Senators are four points behind Buffalo with three games in hand. So they're actually two points up, right, Bills? Did I yeah. do that math right? You got the math right. There we go. There we go. Uh, Anton Forsberg played his first game since January 11th tonight. Look, a couple of the goals you probably want back. A couple saves where they weren't necessarily confident saves, but he battled back and he also made a few 10-bell saves. The one on Johnny Goudreau in the second period where he goes left to right in front, 
That was an elite save. And then he made a couple in the third period that certainly like the one in the second period, Ottawa, if I'm, if I'm right on this, I want to pull up my notes here as well. They go right back down um, and, or no, sorry, they actually gave up a goal recently after, but uh, I knew there was a goal right after that play. But ultimately I thought that that was a big save and maybe it turned out this was a good game to get him in. Cause you can have yeah. that leeway. I know he still finishes with a well above 900 save percentage, but I still, I still want to get away from the senders allowing a bad goal every game. Yeah. And I mean, that first goal, I don't know if you could really put that on him. That's just a weird play where, where it hits off JBD's skate, but, but the other two I didn't love, but you know what? This is not the time to be putting down Anton Forsberg in his first no. game back. So we'll give him some credit. Like you mentioned, Hold I, him I up. thought, yeah, I thought that save on Johnny Goudreau, huge pad save. And then later on in the game, this is, a thing goalies hate the most hashtag goalie friendly show the puck goes off the glass and you're sitting there and you're like i don't know whether to move forward behind i don't know where the puck's gonna go so maybe i'll just stand still and he stands still the puck drops chaos ensues he gets a pad on it and he stays alive in the play like i thought there was a couple times where he was able to kind of track the play get those low pad saves and keep his team in the game here so Overall, a nice game for Anton Forsberg. It looks a little better on the box score if you're checking the game tomorrow morning if you didn't get to watch it. But that's a good confidence booster for Anton Forsberg. And you love to see that for a guy coming back from an injury. But you're going back to Eunice Corpusalo, who's had three great games in a row against Anaheim on Thursday when the Sens are going for their fifth straight win. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to overwork him too much here not that not that two games in a row is overworking but for a guy just coming back for injury ross anton forsberg might be a sneaky fire helmet candidate for this one obviously brady kachuk gets the hat trick so he's gonna be in the lead but you gotta remember the emotional boosts here i think that might be a guy that gets the fire helmet the boys being like welcome back good job tonight well i'm gonna tweet out the poll right now so brady kachuk the obvious choice will put him at number one We'll put Anton Forsberg at number two. Keep in mind that Jacob Chikrin has the helmet. And in that video right at the end, they said, I think it was Eric Branstrom sitting next to him saying, the forwards are never getting this back. Like they're well, going to keep it in house. So maybe Chikrin it- gives it to Branny. Branny, with the- Branny actually had a big game tonight. I thought he had a nice game and it's very rare. We get to witness a Branny goal. Uh, c- congratulations to all who celebrate Eric Brands from goals because you got to do it tonight. He certainly did. I feel like he might have as many goals from outside the offensive blue line <laughs> as he does from inside. Remember the goal he scored against yeah. uh, his first career goal was from center ice. And uh, it, No, he, that wasn't his first goal, was it? I think it was. Oh, my God. It was one, one of the early ones. But, yeah, I do remember that goal. Maybe his second but oh, he didn't score a whole lot in the first couple of years. Look, he played well tonight. He played, I believe, over 20 minutes. I've got it pulled up. Uh, oh, I, I went to the standings. Pills, did you have his ice time pulled up real quick? Yeah, 22-33 for Eric Branstrom. Only Shabbat and Chikrin had more. That's nice. That's a nice game for Eric Branstrom. Branny's got to get in there for the mix for the fire helmet. And, and we'll put Claude Giroux as well because uh, G-Money was just that and everything else tonight. Yeah, big time. I, I love the patience from Claude Drew on the power play. Like when he is coming in from the top of the circle and holds it and waits, what he's doing is he's giving himself three options, really. He can either quickly send it over to the bumper, which w- with Shane Pinto, him, him and Shane Pinto do a really great job there. He can get it cross ice, which he did already, or he can just rip it on net. 
So it, it kind of freezes the penalty killers in one spot waiting for him to make his decision. So I, I like that play from Claude Giroux, the patience that he, ho- he has. And then, yeah, we already touched on it, but that shorthanded goal, that's an absolute laser of a shot in the perfect placement too. Let's break down how we got here in this 6-3 win. So we talked about it earlier, so early in the game, second shot on goal for the Columbus Blue Jackets. It's seven minutes into the game, so not a lot of work in the defensive zone early, and it's off a JBD stick. It's uh, Voronkov off a pass from Kent Johnson. So because Voronkov got the goal, it went because Kent Johnson made the pass. It went off Voronkov, off of JBD, and into the back of the net, a little billiards-type play. And um, look, how do you bounce back is is the the question. And the answer is two goals from the captain in a span of 48 seconds. The first one could have been earlier, and it could have been from Vladimir Tarasenko, an identical tic-tac-toe play i can't believe he doesn't score that one i mean that's one that even though you end up winning this game and he ends up getting a point you you look back at that as vladimir tarasenko an elite veteran sniper and he's got to be like damn that's one i want back he's gonna be here in the bar in his dreams tonight yeah that that ding ding so then after brady kachuk scores and first off Giroux gets kicked out of the face-off circle shane pinto goes in snaps back the draw they move it around it goes to Giroux finds Norris nice one-touch pass from Josh Norris and Brady Kachucks makes no mistake I thought he was going to put it through the net he almost put it in as hard as Ridley Gregg did on Saturday night Brady Kachuk makes no mistake game tied at one that was a power play goal then a great defensive effort from the captain creates the turnover at his own blue line and he's gone rips it on the two-on-one not even thinking pass for half a second. He's on the right side too. So he's coming in with his stick towards the center of the ice. The the puck is stopped, but he stuck with it and banged it home. And the celly on this one, we got a little Frank the Tank, a little throwback for Brady. Yeah, I missed that celly. So it was good to see Brady getting it in the mix there. Uh, maybe, you know, you get one goal in the game and you just do a classic quick celly, but then you get two and you start feeling yourself just like the captain was there. And that was a great play because... What he does is he reads it like Goudreau. What a soft pass there. Goudreau soft tries player. to get it over to uh, Wierenski and Brady's all over that. You can't be doing that when Brady's on the ice. And then goes up the ice, like you mentioned, doesn't even look at Batson. And normally when you see a play like that, it's a low shot that the player goes for, right? It's almost like a self-pass where you're like, I'm going to rip it off uh, Tarasov's pad and then I'll get it and get the rebound but he was going for the goal first shot it goes high and he's able to whack the rebound in and that's just the kind of mentality that Brady Kachuk has he's like I'm shooting the puck and then no matter if it goes in or if it's rebound or what happens I'm driving back to the net hard and he's able to pot in his own rebound so pretty much a a one-man show on that play for the captain Brady Kachuk it was awesome to see and and look that's what the team needed they needed their captain to lift them off the mat and put this one into a place where they were playing with the lead. And once they had the lead, they never looked back. Because on the, the PK, the, a bat, another soft play from Johnny Hockey crossing the blue line. Yep. He tried to make a quick play. Who's right there? <laughs> Who else? Parker Kelly, who's really making a name for himself as a shorthanded weapon. He creates a turnover, and Claude Drew just looks him off the whole way. High glove side. Great goal on Tarasov. And that made it 3-1 Ottawa in the first period. That was four minutes after Brady Kachuk's second goal of the period. So that was a great start. And then Matthew Joseph 
He has a burst of speed just seconds later, but he, he, if it happened to Ottawa, we'd be yelling for goalie interference. So, I mean, you can make the argument that he, he hit the puck and then it was just kind of a bang-bang play. And you could also make the argument because they said in the in the announcement that he hit him in the crease. And I was like, I don't know. He's kind of at the top. He might have been out of the crease. It was right at the top. So, anyway. Yeah, that's one of those goalie interference calls where you look at it and you're like, does anybody really know what goalie interference is these days? Like, you, you can flip a coin and uh, that can go either way. So, luckily, it doesn't have a major effect on this game. I'm sure Matthew Joseph would have liked to have that one, though. But I'm not too upset about it. And I'm, it doesn't. it's not a big deal for me. No, it really isn't. So at that point, it's 3-1 Ottawa after the first period. And then in the second, I mean, this is when you knew that it was going to be a win for the Ottawa Senators because Shane Pinto got a secondary assist, his lone point tonight. And now the Senators are 33-5-5. An absolutely absurd stat when Shane Pinto records a point for the Ottawa Senators. They're also 6-1-1 since he made his debut against Philadelphia this season. This was another, guess what, Bilzy? a one face-off by Shane Pinto in the offensive zone. Good puck movement. Pinto gets it back after Shabbat dropped it off, and then he just goes up high. Good shot from Tarasenko, and he's almost shooting for a tip. Like, that's yep. not the hardest shot Tarasenko's ever taken. And it's going Greg, wide, too. And Ridley Greg gets a stick on it, so beautiful play. Yeah, and that line just continues to click. Like, that's, that's literally, like, when I talk about how to construct a line, you want a two-way centerman. Shane Pinto, you got it. You want a guy that's going to grind and work hard for the puck? Really, Greg, you got it. You want to find someone that can can finish a play off or at least get pucks towards the net? Tarasenko, you got it. And then you need a net front presence. Really, Greg, I'm mentioning him again. He does more than just one thing. He's right there and he gets the tip. Like that third line is so elite. I've seen some people in the chat say it, and this has been my take pretty much all season. Man, I want Tarasenko on this team for a longer time than just this season. Like it right? just the that top nine just works so nicely when he's in the mix here. And, and then obviously Shane Pinto uh, getting inserted in the lineup halfway through the season really changed things as well. So uh, I know you probably have to end up trading him, but if he wanted to stick around in Ottawa and they could work on a proper extension, I would have no issue with that whatsoever. The only problem is Shane Pinto is probably going to need all of his money. Yeah, but you're going to have some money coming off the, off the books here. The salary yeah, cap's well, going up. Jake Sanderson's making eight from from 925 right now. Yeah, but then you take the $5 million in dead money and then Kubalik, yep. so they're seven and a half right there. Branny probably doesn't stick around. Travis Hamnick, probably maybe a buyout candidate. The Michael Delzato one-year left buyout special. and. Yeah. uh you bring up some guys on entry-level deals to make it all work out here. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, this is a conversation for another day, but yeah. uh, certainly the way the Ottawa Senators lineup is right now, even, Ross, you mentioned it, even without their top pair, their best defenseman and then his defense partner, and only five defensemen skating, this lineup looked good. It's amazing to me as well just how good those three are together. And look, they've got two guys there with Ridley and Pinto that are natural centers. So I think that just gives them a lot of flexibility as well throughout their lineup. And that's where the Ottawa Senators take advantage of it tonight. Their their lines are, are pretty spread out. And look at the result. The Ottawa Senators earning themselves a victory in tonight's game. And I know 
that plus minus is a ticky tack stat. Um, but the fact that Ridley Gregg is 11th in the National Hockey League and plus minus playing on the Ottawa Senators as a rookie is pretty remarkable. It really is. So shout out yep. to Ridley Gregg. We got more shout outs in our Send Central standouts that are coming up. But to wrap up this breakdown of kind of the goal by goal, if, in case you missed the game, it's a Tuesday night. Ottawa crowd, not the biggest of the year against Columbus. I get it. The weather's not 100%. So um, look, the Ottawa Senators get a win. I think it was 15,200 people in attendance tonight. Um, let's get the bu- the bus on Thursday at the Glebe Central Pub bumping for that game yeah. against Anaheim. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere on the bus and make sure that you support the boys here going for five straight wins, right? Last year when they got five straight wins, it was too little too late. It was March. Let's get five. Let's get 10 in a row right now. Let's make it interesting. Let's have some fun. Um, It wasn't fun in the second period though. After Ridley Gregg scored that goal, we talked about the great save that Anton Forsberg made on Goudreau in tight, but then he probably wants this one back. Boone Jenner gets that one. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those goals where you kind of you give credit to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They were doing a good job cycling the puck. I thought the Sens were kind of puck watching on that, kind of all standing flat footed, and then they're able to get the goal there. So I don't I don't hate or no no sorry that's the next goal. That's I, the Roslovic goal. Yeah, and and yeah, Forsberg couldn't really there. see that one either. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, Goudreau makes a nice pass to Jenner on that one, and that's just a veteran guy getting the puck on net. And Forzy, that is one he's going to want back, that Jenner goal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, enough about those goals, because, look, the Senators were running around. They were running around in the second period a little bit, but they finished off strong with Brady Kachuk, his third of the game. This was an awesome passing play, Pilsy. I'll let you run through it. The captain's 25th goal of the season. He only needs a few more to get to his career high. He's 10 away. I believe, or wait, yeah, he had 35 last year. Yes, yep, and that was his 150th goal to get the hat trick, so you love to see that, and look, this is this is tough, but you got to take advantage when you have the opportunities. Claude Giroux You're lays damn an absolute clapper, and it hits Provorov, and he is down and out. Like he, former, former teammate. Yeah, true, Philly Flyers. Um, like the that's a veteran guy who he knows he he's got to be a big part of that penalty killing unit. If he wasn't in a lot of pain, he's getting up and he's, he's doing what he can, but he was, there was no way he was getting up. He was wincing. He was cringing. It was, it was tough for him. And look, you feel bad for the guy, but you got to take advantage. So what does Claude Giroux do? do? He passes it right through Provrov on the ground and Brady Kachuk in his office in front of the net he does a little, uh, little kind of pivot and spin, and he. Well, tucks how it are in. you? Yeah, and uh, Ross, you were mentioning that Brady Kachuk was kind of spending more time on the half wall on the power play in previous games. Well, look at this. He gets two goals right in front of the net like that. Like maybe you keep Brady Kachuk where he's supposed to be on the power play, and things will work out. Yeah, great goal. Goes far side. And then the and then to add insult to injury, he does like a little hop step around Provorov to go sell in the corner. Yeah. Like, oh, didn't see you there. <laughs> didn't see you there, pal. How Oops. are you? Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. Me. It's a clean play. It's not like he got hit dirty oh. or something like that. So you have to take the opportunities when they're there. And uh, Claude Drew, a veteran guy, recognizes that. And then Brady makes no mistake. Dude, Brady's on some run, eh? He got six goals in his last five games. Yeah, I mean a hat trick will definitely help that out. Uh, 
But well, he went three straight games with a goal before the Toronto game. Yeah, so this this is the kind of game where Brady Kachuk can get a big boost on this, and hopefully, Ross, he's able to share some of that goal scoring momentum with Tim Stutzla, a guy who cannot buy a goal, had a couple opportunities with uh, the empty net, and just wasn't able to get around a defender or get a good opportunity to pot that one in. He had grade A opportunities and yeah, could and, not. And especially a guy with the speed and skill like Stutzla, like usually if, if there's a loose puck like that, he's jumping on it and he's finding a way to get it done, but ultimately wasn't able to tonight. The Senators are able to get it done, though. 6-3, the final score. The Sens are actually outshot on this night, 40 to 30. The power play, though, comes through. Ottawa goes two for five. Columbus goes minus one for four, allowing the shorthanded goal and getting none of their own. Columbus did snap back 55% of the faceoffs in this one, had 62% of the shot share, out hit Ottawa 31 to 24. Ottawa had the advantage when it came to blocks with 18 as Columbus only had 11 in this game. Again, the Senators were playing this entire game with only five defensemen. And it's just great to see the camaraderie on this team, different guys stepping up on the back end and helping each other get this job done. I thought it was a very team-oriented effort on the back end. And if you look at it, J uh, Jacob Chikrin had four block shots in this game. Thomas Shabbat had three block shots this game. Uh, Hamannick and JBD each had two. And Branny didn't have any, but Branny got a goal. So he is immune from any sort of criticism there. <laughs> he actually had a really strong game in yeah. this one. On the other side are Send Central standouts presented by the Gleep Central Pub. We are awaiting the head coach, Jacques Martin. Love getting that insight onto the postcast and get our reaction to it. So we hope the Senators will be able to post this as we continue on here. Over 400 citizens in the chat keeping us vibing on this win. The Senators' first four-game win streak of the season and the first time they've won four in a row since they beat Columbus during a five-game win streak last March when Jacob Chikrin was yep. traded to Ottawa. His first home game with the Sens was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So you have to win the winnables, and they pull a little bit further away from the seller of the Eastern Conference. The postcast is always brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub, you can find it right in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. They've got great food there. They've got awesome drinks. They've got their beer specials. You can head over on their social media. Glebe Central Pub, you can see all of which day, which beer. Go pick your favorites. Every Saturday in February, they are also doing live music. So you're always among friends at the Glebe Central Pub. Not only are they good vibes at the pub, but they're good vibes when Sue, let's get some love for Sue in the chat. Sue takes it to and from the CTC for only $17 round trip. So you meet at the Glebe Central Pub early. You go early, grab a pint, grab something to eat, and then get on the bus an hour and 15 minutes before the game. And where Sue drops you off, Sue will pick you right back up after the Senators game. So make sure you go check them out. GlebeCentralPub.com, Glebe Central Pub on social media, and at 779 Bank Street. Pilsy, how much does it cost for the vibes at the GCP? The vibes are free at the GCP. Today's episode is also brought to you by... FanDuel, the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And look, 
football's over, but that doesn't mean the action is done. NHL hockey obviously still going on. The Sens are buzzing right now. you got to take advantage of that. And you can get buckets on your first bet on FanDuel betting on the NBA as well. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So don't waste any time. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and North America's number one sportsbook. Tick, 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 boom. Welcome back to the postcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pillar, and I know it sounds funny when I do that live, but... I was tuning in just for a brief portion of it in the car, and it actually sounds hilarious when you're just in the car for the audio version because it's a reminder to everyone that if you miss the postcast live after each and every Ottawa Senators game, you can also catch us on your favorite podcast app and bring us wherever you go on Locked On Senators. We are your home for Sense content five days a week. If yes, Mark sir. Thought will ever get back to me on a time for tomorrow, we will let you have his insight on tomorrow's show. He he doesn't get one-upped on his uh, wardrobe very often, but Claire Hannah's jacket tonight, I mean, that stole the show. Yeah, that was, it was cool. I liked it. It was cool. Big fan. And I also liked her story at the start of the second period. How about that one, Pilsy? Where, look, you heard all the Leaf fans trying to stir the pot, say, oh, the Senators didn't even back up Ridley Gregg. They didn't like that. <laughs> and who else? Who else but Chris Neal with the biggest biggest smirk on his face just being like kid i absolutely love that and credit was dave joy the tsn cameraman who had had his camera right in the tunnel there and got that awesome piece of content hey ross as former cameramen ourselves we know you always got to be rolling you never uh, know what you might catch and uh, that was a good shot for sure as i would love to hear a conversation of ridley greg and chris neal and Neeler just kind of giving him some advice about how to how to play that position well because Ridley Gregg already seems like he's a master of it as what he does. He always is able to get under the skin of the top, like some of the top veteran guys on the opponent's team. Like it was the he had Boone tonight. Jenner spun around and obsessed with him in this game. But then he also always just ends up like skating away nonchalantly. Well, that's the thing, Ross. You, you just put the bait in and you walk away. Come chase. Yep. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> really and, so, and how about like, he's so soft-spoken too. He did the interview with Claire Hanna after the game and he, they're like, uh, Hey, how do you feel about all this attention? He goes, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and he's so like stoned face, but then you got to see a glimmer of emotion when the fans started cheering and he's like, Oh my God, this is actually really cool. These guys love me. The funniest thing ever was when we had him on. He was still in junior. And uh, at the end, he goes, thanks for chatting me up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Thanks for chatting me up, boys. Thanks. Like, hey, thanks for like, bringing it out of me is kind of what I think he meant by that. You know what I mean? Like, he's very, like, I think shy would be an appropriate way to say it. But, yeah, man, a few words. But uh, this guy, when he steps on the ice, he is a shift disturber and a guy who thrives off of confrontation and um he's limited his minor penalties in the last little while too the one he got tonight he brought someone with him i have no problem when that's the case as long as it's not a fourth liner or a guy who's at the end of the bench but i thought he was uh, in his element tonight ridley greg getting a goal uh, for a second consecutive game you might remember the one he had uh, last game 
as well. We'll save our talk for the Morgan Riley suspension five games for tomorrow's show. We don't need to Not enough. Break, we don't have to break the vibes of the postcast for that one. Send Central Standouts presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Pilsy, I will roll out the red carpet to you. Ooh. Who is your number one standout in tonight's game? Oh, man. Well, I'm taking the easy choice. It's got to be Brady Kachuk, the hat trick. And just the way he's scoring these goals is classic Brady. Like, the the first one, he gets a tap in on the power play at the side. Uh, Great play by Claude Giroux and Josh Norris making that happen. And then that second goal, he's a one-man show. He gets the steal, gets the shot, gets the rebound, and scores. And then the third goal... Is, is just another great play by him as he's able to tuck it in off uh, a quick pass from Claude Giroux in front of the net. His 150th goal, Brady Kachuk, the leader of this team, an absolute beauty. He will be my first Sen Central standout, presented by the Glebe Central Pub. And just the most Brady Kachuk game to even beyond the goal, seven shots and six hits. Classic, classic. Like... That's just a Brady Kachuk treat. If you look at his NHL stats since the calendar flipped to 2024, he's 11th in goals, 18th in points, and 23rd in hits. So he is just doing it all, and we love to see that and hope it continues here for Brady Kachuk. And look, Josh Norris, I thought, had a decent game here tonight as well. That line starting to figure it out. I think Batherson's kind of on the Tim Stutzla working his way back from vacation mode. That needs to happen sooner rather than later. But these guys were being picked up by their captain. He led them tonight, and I think he's a no-brainer choice as your number one Sen Central standout. He's also dominating the poll for who should get the helmet. From Jacob Chikrin, 76% of the voters are going with Brady Kachuk in this one. How's Forza doing in the percentages? Well, why don't I start by telling you that my first standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub is Anton Forsberg. And I want everybody to know, I want everybody to know that there's a method to my madness. In a sense, (laughs) I should also say, though, I should also say, that nothing I tweet out at Send Central during a game from initial puck drop to final buzzer can be held against me as a take that I have to confirm. Granted, I, granted. The emotion of the game gets the best of all of us, and I'm just saying that I can I can get off the rails, and I think that yeah. that's kind of what makes us relatable as fans. But tonight, I had a bit of method to my madness. After the third goal, which I knew that he didn't see, but the second one was already wasn't a good goal. I said, I've seen enough at a 31. Seen enough. Pilsy, what happened the last time I said a goalie for the Ottawa Senators wasn't playing well enough? We still all give credit to Ross Levitan for turning around Jonas Corpusalo's season. So maybe maybe this is what we just got to have some accountability for the goaltenders. And if it's not going to come from the coaches, it's got to come from us here. As a hashtag goalie-friendly show, we don't want to. We don't want to beat down on these guys, but if we have to, we will. And well done, Ross. Well done. Thank you, thank you. And I got my helmet. Pilsy's going to have his next next week as well. Hey, oh, make sure you yes. check out. We're going to tweet out the link tomorrow. If you're interested in going to the Belleville Sens game on Monday, we got a group discount rate. Yes. Uh, you can go vibe with Pilsy and with Martian going down to Belleville for that game. So Pilsy's going to get his fire helmet. We'll all be kumbaya. Uh, Shout out to the Ottawa Fire Department for holding it down and hooking us up with these absolute beauties. Um, Obviously, they are 
first responders deserve all of our respect and admiration yep. uh, for what they do on a day in day out basis. If there's any firefighters or first responders overall in the chat, thank you very much for your service. So Anton Forsberg for me, Pilsy. And if you look at it from the advanced analytics, and I know we've been very um, cognizant of the fact that the senators in expected goals against have been near the bottom of the league tonight. Anton Forsberg made almost four goals saved above expected. Ooh, that was an elite nice. performance analytically from Anton Forsberg. Yeah, he he needed to have a game like this up against his former team and up against a team that ha has a lot of key players out of their lineups. And at home, first game back, you love to see it. That's going to be a big boost for Forsy moving forward. Let's snap it back and forth at least once more. Well, do you want to do snake style? You I'll were gracious enough to Eric give me the first a, one, so snake style. Eric says he's a first responder on Twitter. Attaboy. Way to get in the, way to get in the replies quick. Way to get love in the it. replies quick. Um, absolutely love that. Pilsy, you're letting you're letting me cook right now. Go ahead, chef. Okay, I'm gonna go. Can, can you? Uh, okay, maybe I'll I'll just pull it up as I go here. I'll I'll do a little a little double dip, but I'm gonna go with Ridley Gregg. Just obviously, he's been at the forefront of everything. <laughs> Is that fair to say of everything? Pretty recently? much. Yeah. But uh, I thought what he was able to do tonight was uh, nothing short of of spectacular. Being able to you know put that all in the black. Uh, back burner and just play his game and play exactly how you'd expect. And this is what I was trying to uh, pause to be able to pull up. This is that grin that you just, you only get from a guy like Ridley Greg Pilsy. That says about a million words there. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's right. When the crowd started cheering and he, he cut the stone face and he's like, Oh man, this is that's really so, cool. That's, that's so awesome. I love that. Look, you look at his game tonight overall, pretty solid. He was a guy who just played his part tonight. Like he didn't, he wasn't asked to do a whole heck of a lot, played just over 14 minutes. His goal was his only shot. He had the penalty, got under Boone Jenner's skin, got under Dmitry Voronkov's skin, and he just had a very workmanlike performance. So I'm going to give him a little shout out. We're, we're going to snap it back again and again, because I think this one deserves three tonight, but I'm going to go with Ridley Gregg, just the way he was able to put aside all the noise and come out here and have a good game. Yep, that's a good one. And anytime you shoot 100% success rate, it's a good night. So Ridley Gregg, that's a good sense central standout, Ross. And I'm going to go with Claude Giroux. Uh, that shorthanded goal, you, you can't say enough about that. That's that's something I, I want someone to gif that angle that sense chirp had. And we can just replay that gif over and over. Maybe add in a, a, po a post noise so you get that beautiful ring also. But... Great shot by Claude Giroux. He's been great on the penalty killing units. He's able to help out on the power play as well with two power play assists. So this was a great night for Claude Giroux. Three points. He keeps it going. That veteran poise and patience that he has is unmatched. And he, he needs to continue to do that to help this team get through the grinds of the rest of the season. So Claude Giroux will be my second Sense Central standout. And it was a historic moment for Claude Giroux tonight. Is this a little bit too? No, everyone can see this one here. Pulling it up. This is the all-time NHL points leaders with three points tonight. Claude Giroux tied Henri Richard for 78th on the all-time list and then had two more to pass him. So Claude Giroux now sits alone in 77th on the NHL's all-time points leaderboard. And, like, if you look ahead, like, he can be 68th by... By like next month, and he's only 10, only 10 points or sorry, only 
40 points. So by the end of the season, I'm saying, if that, and even, so, even, wait, 30, 32? Not a math guy here. Help me out. Oh, boy. No, oh, yeah, yeah tw- he's 22 points away from tying Henrik Sedin for 69th. 22 points. Well, the name I'm looking at here, Ross, is it'd be pretty cool if Claude Giroux could go up to Brady this season and be like, hey, just past your old man in all-time points. Yeah. And if I if I swing up a little bit here, just to show the the talent of Claude Giroux, like everyone talks about Patrice Bergeron, like Claude's got him beaten in 150 less games. Yeah, I mean, Patrice Bergeron had a lot of other aspects to his game other than getting points, but yeah. And Claude hasn't? <laughs> oh, I Claude didn't say Shorty that. Tonight was I did unreal. not say that. Claude was unreal tonight. Great Sense Central standout. And like we said, we love a little bit of history. We love when guys get milestones. And uh, Claude Drew certainly was in that category tonight. Uh, snake style, buddy. It's all you. Make it count. This is our last time around the horn. All right. Well, sweet. I'm I'm getting all my guys here. I'm going to go with number 26, Eric Brandstrom. Like, look, obviously you get the goal. It looks good on the stat sheet. But regardless, I just thought he had a good game. We already mentioned it. 22 minutes, 33 seconds. I got to assume that's a season high for Eric Branson. I don't think career high because there was parts of um, not last season, but the season before when Thomas Shabbat was out and Eric Branson was getting top pair, top power play time. So I think he probably would have eclipsed that earlier. Um, but season high. Yeah. So it's a His great game pretty- for Eric Branson. Previous season high was 20 minutes and 22 seconds on December 7th. The game I was at against Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So just want to give a shout out to Eric Branson when we can. Uh, I've been a Brandy guy for a while. Definitely cooled off on that this season. Not that he's been horrible, but he hasn't really shown too many sparks of being able to elevate his game too much. So this is a nice one for Eric Branson. So I want to give him a little love here. So shout out. I was about to say the franchise. I feel like that uh, we, we've retired that nickname, but shout out Eric Prince. It's almost funny again. Like it's awesome. And the fact we Is got that back from around? the room, right. right. That was Joey Decord that hooked us up with that little insight that yeah. in, in that name. So no, I like that. I think the franchise should live on forever. I really do. Um, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. stick on the back end as well. And I'm, I get my nice. guy as well. Thomas Shabbat, these last two games without Jake Sanderson has been exactly what the Sens needed of a number one defenseman. He gets the one assist. Frankly, he could have had another one. He started that play where the shot went off a pad to Pinto, Pinto to Tarasenko to Greg. So he started that play. We're doing um, fourth assist now or third assist because he would have got the tertiary assist on that goal. But no, all jokes aside, I thought he, I, even the the penalty that he got was brutal. Like, he, he did a great job, I thought, of closing the gap. It was a little chip and chase, and he made contact with the stick on puck first. It still went by him, but then he just finished his hit. He got called for interference there in the first period. So I didn't love that call, but I thought Shabbat was great. Plus three on the night for Thomas Shabbat. You look at his on-ice numbers, everything was sparkling, and the Senators were in a position tonight where they didn't have the majority of the Corsi or of the unblocked shot attempts or of the expected goals percentage. But when, when, um, when Thomas Shabbat was on the ice, uh, the Ottawa Senators generated 62.3% of the expected goals and uh, 49.2% of the Corsi percentage, which is third best on the team tonight. So he was a very positive impact player and he's right back up to his old days where he's playing 
a ton of minutes. He played 28-38-234 in tonight's game. Just checking over on the Columbus side. Yeah, Wierenski played 26-27. So that's a game high for Thomas Shabbat, and I thought he played it really well tonight. Yeah, I mean, Thomas Shabbat will probably tell you that's exactly the sweet spot of time he wants to play. <laughs> he loves I thought being he was out awesome. there. I yeah. thought he was awesome tonight. Yep, I thought it was a great game from him as well, and uh, that's why I'm glad both of us gave shout-outs to uh, defensemen because when you're down to five, you're gonna your work's going to be cut out for you, and I thought overall pretty much the whole decor played a great game. I'm just at the point now where I, I want to see it again and again and again. I think this team has found a consistent stride right now. And yeah, it's four straight wins and there's still such a long way to go in the season, but you can only play the games ahead of you. And and this to me was a workmanlike effort. Obviously you don't love giving up the first goal, but under the circumstances of how it went in, you just kind of eat it. Yep. And I think that you look at it from a wider lens of, man, this team is really starting to gel. They, they have to, and again, this is a good problem to have. I just want to make that clear. They have to figure out the fourth line. Because like you said, the coach doesn't trust them. He played, no. Cassie played four and a half minutes tonight. I'm assuming Kubelik not much more in this game. What did Kubelik finish with? 7.55, but he got some time on the power play. That's where that is uh, boosted. And then Kelly gets 8.54, but he's killing penalties, right? And Kelly is a Jacques Martin guy. Yeah, he really is. He's the one guy on that line that I think Jacques would, would like to see on the team going forward. And uh, yeah, at even strength, Dominic Kubelik played three minutes and 49 seconds tonight, which is actually less than Kastelik. Yeah, probably too much. But if you go by it, and, and this is something I actually learned from covering the Jets and Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus says, don't look at the total time on ice as much. Look at the number of shifts because that's more in the coach's control is yep. how many times you send the guy over the boards. And then that's where you look at shift length, where it's like if it's a tie, maybe they won't be getting out there as much. Well, but If we're talking about shift length, we have to talk about Claude Drew's three-minute shift. Oh, my God. But what I didn't understand is why Pascal Vincent called a timeout off that icing. They were gassed. Yeah, that was a wild move to me. But, I mean, then maybe... If he had the chance to rebuttal that, Ross, he'd probably say, well, I got my guys organized and we are able to keep them hemmed in there. And that caused Claude Giroux to stay on the ice for an uh, extra minute or so. So, But I'm with you. That's that's one of those times where you got to use that to your advantage and you got to hope the guys on the ice can figure out what to do and you keep those gas guys. Like They showed, um, they panned the camera over to Joseph, and I believe it was it was Claude, and Joseph was on one knee, huffing and puffing, like they weren't even moving. They were getting every second they could to recover, and then you get a timeout, they can have a full break. So yeah, I'm with you. I thought that was a weird move. They, uh, they yeah, they panned them. They're both on one knee. They're both just, just relax, relax, and uh, they got to relax for at least an extra second there because they. Uh, for some reason or another, maybe that's why they're in last place. Um, why they were able to uh, to reset themselves at least to an extent, but uh, a bit closer at the end than you would have liked. Some chaos before Ottawa ultimately got that empty net goal for a little while. And yeah, Tony Greco, Alfie Small is right, getting G ready for those three minute shifts. Look, with Giroux's three point night, like is is it too? Is it too soon to to bring up that he's almost back to being a point per game player? Like it's, it's not it's, too soon. It's pretty absurd, man, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, no, not really, actually. Like, we look, Ross, you predicted he was going to have a big year this year. Alfie's mullet, like you said, Tony Greco told us at the start of the season, Claude is in amazing shape. He's going to have another big year. And guess what? He's having another big year. 46 points in 49 games for Uncle Claude Giroux. And what might be most impressive, Philzy, see, he's averaging 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Only Tim Stutzla as a forward is averaging more ice time than Claude Giroux. It's awesome. He really he's, is. He's the hero we need and the hero we deserve. We do deserve having a guy like that, a future Hall of Famer in the mix. Pilsy, give me some final thoughts. I'm going to check in to see if we can get to Jacques Martin. If you look at it from uh, the card standpoint, I know we like to pull these up and you take it with a bit of a grain of salt but they are always fun to look at as well after these games to see what does and what doesn't uh, match the eye test. These new colors aren't doing it for me too much. Um, Interesting that the three at the bottom are all defensemen. I thought overall the decor kind of complimented each other, but look at us. Hey, we didn't see this before. And look at the, look at the four guys up top, four of our Sun central standouts. Yeah. And I love seeing Eric Branstrom like that. Like that is an incredible game for Eric Branstrom. You want to see something else impressive at uh, the expected goals percentage five on five tonight. This is courtesy of money puck. Look where, uh, look where Eric Branstrom is here. Uh, This is the percentage base. Wow. Leading. Like nobody on the Sens is even close. Yeah. Like other than that little trio there, Joseph and, uh, and Claude Giroux are also up there from Ottawa, but yeah, Pilsy, looking at it from, from the Sens perspective tonight overall. And um, look, they they had some guys really come to play and, and none, none less than the captain. I know there's some on ice defense maybe there that you'd like to see improve, but he also picked the puck off and then went the other way and put it in the back of the net. So uh, tickle me for that being good enough for a great performance from Brady Kachuk tonight. And uh, look, he's he's in all likelihood going to get the helmet, the Ottawa Fire helmet, 78% of the voters here. Uh, your final thoughts on this one, the Senators' fourth straight win. This was pretty much the exact type of win I wanted to see tonight. We, we talked about it. We wanted the power play to get going. They go two for five, and I thought they were creating a lot more momentum and had a lot more poise as the game went on with the man advantage. So you love to see that. You get a shorty. You get some even strength goals, so all kind of facets of the the team are clicking there. And Anton Forsberg comes back, has a nice game, uh, .925 save percentage. Brady Kachuk gets the hat trick. Like this was, they put on a clinic at home, and they were able to just take care of business and not play down to a team. Sure, there was a little stretch there in the second where it looked a little uh, a little iffy, but the old team would have collapsed and. The old team did collapse to a Columbus Blue Jackets team, uh, having a 2-0 lead and ultimately losing 4-2. Not these Ottawa Senators. They figure it out, and they get the 6-3 win. So you'll love to see that, and they're going to get another, I don't want to say easy matchup, but another another opponent that they should be able to beat in the Anaheim Ducks coming up here. So let's keep her going, and let's keep her going. On the other side, we have... Jacques Martin, Thomas Shabbat, Brady Kachuk, and Ridley Gregg audio courtesy of the Ottawa Senators YouTube page. That's next. This is the postcast on Locked on Senators. All right, let's get to the postgame chat. Here is Jacques Martin in chats with Sens Media. Would you get a little bit of everything needed for tonight's victory tonight? Well, I think uh, we got a big performance from our special teams, you know, like 
two power play goals, one short-handed goal. I think that was that was huge, and uh, I like how we battle. It wasn't pretty, but I think uh, you know, being short manpower, five D. Uh, I thought the guys really battled and played hard, and you know, like I said, the the good thing is we found a way to to win the game, you know, and we had some good chances. Their goalie made some some big saves too, so uh, yeah, it's a good good two points, good to keep our winning streak going. Brady gets the hat trick. The third one is pretty timely, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, I thought he, you know, right off the bat, I thought he had a, a real good, uh, real good game. I mean, you know, uh, you know, two of the goals on the power play, but you know, he's really very effective in front of the net, uh, and you know, he's he's played he's played really good. Cool. I think when you look at the number of goals he scored, uh, he's leading our team in goals. So uh, I think it's uh, it's encouraging. What's the challenge when you play a game of 5D? I know you, you kind of spoke about this baby going into the game, but how do you think your, your guys responded to it on the back end? Well, I thought they did a good job. You know, I think uh, it wasn't easy. Like with five, I mean, some guys played a lot, a lot of minutes. Like when you look at Shabbat and Chikrin, played a lot of minutes, but I thought that they, uh, they really battled and uh, I thought our forwards helped out as well. So I think uh, that, you know, that was encouraging to see. Uh, how we battle, how we st stuck with it, you know, and we didn't panic or, you know, it didn't break down. Uh, you know, we were able to stay the course. Uh, Ridley ended up with a goal tonight and then also with a penalty. And I'm just wondering, like, as a, as a young friend of the league, how do you get him to kind of walk the line? Because obviously there's a there's a fine line to walk. And yeah. I'm wondering how, how you handle that as a coach. Well, I think, uh, you know, I had spoken with him earlier on. I think uh, when I first started there, I think there was a stretch where he got, you know, I think penalties, like I think maybe three or four games in a row. So just had a chat, you know, I think like, you know, you you can't be taking, you know, that many penalties. You got to, you know, we want you to keep playing physical, but there's, you know, there's a fine line. And uh, I think he's a young guy that's learning his way through the league and uh, has been a big contributor to our team. Oui, je pense que c'est vraiment encourageant de voir la performance. I think so. I think uh, now everybody stepped up. Uh, we are man short right from the start, so uh, we need everybody to step up. And of course, Forbesy played uh, awesome for us again. And special teams played an important role as well. Just hope we can build off of it and uh, you know, keep getting better. I think the last couple of games we've had a lot of looks. We just haven't uh, been able to bury. But uh, yeah, I was just used tonight as a you know a stepping stone, and we'll just uh, keep building off of it. First time you guys won four straight this season. What are you doing right right now? Uh, just I guess just getting our game right away, and and uh, um, I think you're seeing a lot of you know guys stepping up in, in this last uh, couple of games, and uh, just that's the expectation um, you know with how we want to play, and and it'll help with our D zone a little bit, and, and help out our D again tonight. That's um, you know like I said, they're a man short, and and uh, at times they had a couple long shifts, but. Uh, yeah, we'll learn from it. We always, uh, always do, and always uh, can get better in uh, different situations as well. What's it like for you with the, the hats get thrown on the ice? I don't know if you can tell that they're chanting your name, but what's that, that whole moment like for you? It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you always uh, kind of dream about that when you're a kid, and, and uh, yeah, for it to happen, it's pretty special, but I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, 
a lot of you know great plays on the ice and and uh, just trying to find uh, open ice for for guys. But um, yeah, I just I was more happy with the outcome and the way we kind of battled to the very end. When you get two goals early in a game, like, is it just a feeling like you're just feeling it offensively? Yeah, well, uh, I thought it was the opposite. I think it was first or second shift. I was on a 2-1-1 there with Shap and I tool picked, so I thought it was going to be the opposite tonight. But, uh, um, yeah, just uh, I guess it was a you know, good bounce uh, off Josh there in the first one, and then the second one, uh, you know, another good bounce as well. So um, when you get bounced like that, you're just uh, fortunate, but you got to capitalize on it as well. Out of five defense, like naturally you just wired a little tighter defensively, kind of knowing it's got to focus on the details a little bit more, you know, holding up and, uh, you know, creating time for the D and, and uh, especially in the second period where it's a long change, that's where we have to emphasize. And I think we got away from it just a little bit tonight, but uh, uh, for majority of the game, we're pretty solid of, you know, making a smart plays, getting it in and, and uh, uh, kind of get on the four check. So I think, uh, you know, we're keep progressing, keep kind of maturing and uh, kind of shows that, you know, adversity 5D to start a game that will, uh, find a way and, and uh, to get the job done. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't know about that until now. I think they announced it pretty late while we were preparing for a game. But, uh, yeah, the league made its decision. It's, it's in the past. It's over. And uh, now we're focused on uh, Anaheim on Thursday. Complete team effort here tonight to get this victory. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's really a good win for the guys. Uh, I thought we played well. And uh, on to the next. What do you like the most about this game, right? Your team's game right now. Uh, I think we're playing with a lot more confidence. Uh, we're not so fragile, I think. Uh, yeah, it's really coming together and string along uh, pretty good for us. Uh, definitely pretty different. Uh, a lot of buddies, a lot of texts, a lot of phone calls. Uh, yeah, it's just been interesting. Whenever something this happens, the online reaction is never measured. Like, have you ever shut out? Uh, yeah, I've I've tried to stay offline uh, the past couple of days. Uh, everybody's going to have an opinion on it. Uh, probably either going to love it or hate it. Uh, doesn't matter to me, whatever. What was it like here in the ovation for you tonight? Uh, I felt good. It was pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, the fans were behind me. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely felt good. And your reaction to the five-game suspension to Morgan Rock? Uh, yeah, that's for the league to decide. Uh, yeah. Did he catch you off guard? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I don't think you're ever expecting a guy to come cross check you in the face. Uh, but I also, I'm not sure if he <laughs> meant to do that. Um, but a little bit. This is a first chance I'll just talk to you since, but can you just even walk us through that sequence and just deciding to wind up there and what kind of was going through your mind and the emotions that were maybe going through you? Yeah, uh, just a lot of adrenaline, uh, just the heat of the moment, heat of the game. Uh, it was an emotional game. I uh, just got a breakaway and thought I'd bury it. <laughs> is it one of those things where he I, did. That was the night where it felt like this building was about 70% Toronto fans. Does that play into it a little bit where you guys feel like your home building is almost taken over? Uh. No, it definitely doesn't feel good when it's the fans are 75% uh, Leafs fans, but I don't know if that factored in or not. My last question on this. Are you surprised? Like, did you ever in your wildest dreams think it would turn into this and sort of such a debate league-wide about what constitutes a, a good or a bad entry that goal? Uh, I didn't think it would go this far. Uh, 
but I guess that's uh, the media side of things. All hands on deck approach needed. Tomas Shabbat. Yeah, uh, it's nice to get a win. Obviously, it wasn't pretty, wasn't our best game, but uh, kind of stuck with it. And and at the end of the day, you uh, finished tonight with two points, and that's all that matters. What's what's discussed in the locker room prior to knowing that you're going to be down a man and only with five defensemen? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, you know, you're uh, a lot of guys are are going to get a lot of a lot more minutes, and uh, but like I always say, I think at the end of the day is 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 just the next next man up and. Um, I think everybody did a great job at that tonight. A few, few years ago, I think Tampa played in four D. Everything good for him to say he couldn't even take his pregame. Yeah. He was so excited at yeah. the amount of minutes he played. Like, what were you feeling? Yeah, I think we're calling it kind of all like that in some way. I think you know you're going to play a lot and you're going to be really invested into the game. And um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, we'd rather all play six defensemen and, and have everybody healthy. But uh, it's part of the game. Uh, Zuby couldn't couldn't make it to the game tonight and. Um, everybody stepped up their game, played more minutes, and and we got the win. So that's all I that's all I care about. <laughs> I thought on Brady getting a hat trick here and kind of just the, the love he kind of felt from the crowd. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, he's um, obviously he's, he's been he's been uh, the rock here for us, and and obviously he's going. He's always the one that needs to to face every noise, whether they're good or bad. And and obviously to to see him have a good game like that and carry the load for us. Um, I mean, every guy's happy for him. Uh, Ridley also got a really big win. Yeah. First time he touched the puck tonight. Yeah. What, what was the feeling amongst the players when that happened? I think it's just awesome to see. Um, obviously, we all know the the history behind the rivalry, Toronto and Ottawa, and and to see the fans uh, being on his side and supporting him, I think everybody really enjoyed that. He seems like he's like a guy man of few words. I'll say that. Yeah. With us, is he a little more talkative? No, he's the same way. He's, he's the same way. He's the kind of guy that uh, will text you, "What's up?" and just. Uh, we'll get back to you and just say nothing and then leave the conversation at that. And, uh, but you know what? Everybody enjoys him uh, in the room. He's, he's, he's a great guy. And obviously, like you said, he's a man of few words. But um, you know what? Great player for us and great player on the ice. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said this morning, I think at the end of the day, uh, what happened during the game happened. And um, all that was was out of our control at that point. I mean, uh, we played the game. We won that game against Toronto. That's all that we wanted. And um, obviously, other than that, it wasn't going to be our decision. We're just uh, we were just kind of waiting to see what what happened. And um, it is what it is. That's all I got. All right. There's Thomas Shabbat wrapping up a media session. Pilsy, fun to get that, eh? Because now they put them on YouTube, so it just rolls right through. We got Jacques Martin, we got Ridley Gregg. Let's get your thoughts on Ridley Gregg and the way he handled his first media availability since the Gong Show on Saturday night. Oh, just so, so good. I mean, <laughs> just thought I'd bury it. Yeah. And you know what? Say what you want, but. You look at uh, opportunities like the the famous Patrick Stefan incident where he's like, you know what, I'm going to stick to the code. I'm not going to upset anyone. I'm just going to slowly tap this in. It bounces over a stick. Oilers go the other way, tie it up, and then they win it. So, like, if you got a chance to bury a goal in the NHL, I just think you bury it there. And, uh, yeah, also hilarious being like, yeah, going to be honest, I, I didn't expect him to cross-check me in the face there. Fair. <laughs> Hilarious, hilarious. Uh, looking ahead tomorrow, we'll uh, we'll catch up with Ian Mendez. So, or uh, Ian Mendez, we will have Ian sooner rather than later. But uh, we're we're gonna catch up with Matt. So it might be a little bit of a later episode tomorrow uh, or Wednesday um, after this one. But we're also gonna be curious as well. Look, Zach McEwen cleared waivers. He was sent to Belleville. 
course, they were also able to send Kevin Mandelazy back down, activate Anton Forsberg. They just have tens of thousands of dollars in cap space, but they will be able to make an emergency recall if necessary, unless Artem Zub's back, which would just be kind of perfect situation. Belleville plays tomorrow, though, so we could get a sense from footy at the morning skate if somebody is missing from the Belleville morning skate. So we'll pass that information along as we get it. Wins are fun. Wins oh, are fun. So Sends win 6-3 tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets, their fourth win in a row. And like, we're not going to get delusional until next Wednesday because I want to see them play two more bad teams and two good teams in Tampa and Florida on the road. But if they go 4-0, we'll, we'll have some ridiculous conversations next Wednesday on Locked On Senators. Good game tonight overall. Special teams came through. Goaltending came through. Maybe one you want back, but also a few where 10 bell saves where they also are able to uh, to stout, like kind of like not give them extra momentum. Even when they made it, uh, was it 4-3 for, for a brief moment there? And you're like, no, Forsberg shut the door. So good stuff all around tonight. Yep, love it. Can't wait to see him with the fire helmet. That's Brandon Piller. We'll uh, tweet out the fire helmet video at Send Central. And also Ottawa Fire has been tagging us in the Instagram one. So make sure you're nice. following along there at Send Central. Let me just pull this stat up one last time for the people because it is absolutely ridiculous. The Senators are 33, wow. 5 and 5 when Shane Pinto records at least a point. They are 6 1 and 1 this season since he returned to the lineup. They're 8 2 and 2 in their last 12 Ooh. games. You like numbers? I got numbers. I could do this all day. They're now 22, 9 and 2 when all of Stutzla, Norris, and Pinto play in the same game. So we'll get into all that with meth and a whole lot more later on this week. But for tonight, we say goodbye. Thank you very much for vibing with us in the postcast. The super chats are always a treat for us and a like subscription and watching multiple videos one after the other really help the algorithm here on the Locked On Senators YouTube. We say goodnight following a 6-3 Sens win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Shout out to the Ottawa Senators getting those YouTube interviews up. It's always great to hear from the coach, Jacques Martin, and some select players, especially the ones that spoke tonight. I thought Ridley Gregg was fantastic. Now, you know what time it is after a win. It's time for Danger Flutes. This has been the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and the Glebe Central Pub. Shout out to the Glebe Central Pub. We are your team every day.